1: Listening to Now You're Talking on MVP Think Radio and some incredibly groovy music too. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey at Mississippi today. Now we've all heard the saying cleanliness is next to godliness. And our next two guests understand the meaning in more than one way. Let's welcome CEO and founder of Shower Power Mississippi, Teresa Rinkenberger, and Operation Manager Mary Ann Kirby to the show. Thank y'all both for joining us today. It's so good to be able to talk to you, and congratulations on all the good that you're doing.
2: Thank
1: you. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. I guess I guess before Marianne, I I take it you're you're around too. I hope you're doing. (laughs) I am. So good to talk to you again. I I, it seems like ten minutes since we worked together, but I guess it's (laughs) been a few few years. But anyway, congratulations on the new endeavor. And uh, before we begin talking about Shower Power and the wonderful work that you do, tell us a little bit about yourselves and about how you got to where you are today. And, Teresa, why don't you go first?
2: Okay. Um, well, um, I am, um, by trade, I'm a realtor, and I have been a realtor for about 18 years, and um, I've always had a heart for the homeless and the underprivileged. So um, I've always done little bits here and there. Well, one day I had the privilege of, um, do you want me to get into the story or do you want me to just sure. introduce Sure. No, okay. um, so tell us a little bit about where you got yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. okay. Well, you know, a lot of people ask me, where do you think all this came from? Like, why do you have such a desire? Um, and I, you know, thinking, I guess it maybe goes back to how I was raised, maybe my childhood. We we didn't have a lot, and um, I don't, I, I'm assuming that's where it came from. Maybe it's just in me. But I had the privilege of meeting a um, and befriending a homeless man on Lakeland Drive, uh, his name is Benny. And um, we um, we became friends. I, I visited with him every week and at the stop sign over there by the pens. And um, through lots of conversation, one day I asked him, it just hit me, I wonder where he takes a shower. So I asked, and he told me the uh, gas station sink. Um, oh, wow. Sink. I know. He said the gas station sink. And I remember thinking, don't change your expression. Just act. Just keep talking. And I said, well, how do you fit in that sink? And he laughed and he said, I don't. It's a bird bath." And he explained what a bath was. And I mean, I, my heart, I was literally, out, my heart broke sitting by that stop sign with him. And, but I, you know, we just went on and talked. And when I left, I, I called my husband. I said, look, I, I told him what I just found out about Benny. And I said, we've got to do something about this and you know I I thought the whole way home my little 10 minute drive and by the time I I got home it hit me that if somebody can put a shower in a camper somebody can put a shower in a box truck so I, I got on Craigslist and I found several and um you know went and looked bought it the next day and that was it and it was this whole shower power was created for one person, which was Benny. But through the process, um, it kind of got a little traction and ended up, um, we ended up showering half of downtown Jackson. <laughs> so that is how the story started. Oh, um, wow. Well, wow. I'll say the visit with Benny, um, all those visits with Benny, it really changed my life. Of all the homeless people I've enc- encountered in my life, Benny, there's something special about him, so he he changed my life, and I tell him all the time you didn't just change mine you you changed so many people's lives, you it's know sometimes you.
1: yeah, sometimes Teresa. you know it's funny, I think angels come in funny clothes, you know, and it's like I, I think <laughs> Have definitely. Benny turned out to be an angel that ended up helping an awful lot of people, but with a lot of help from you and Marianne. Marianne, thank you. It's good to talk to you again. I don't think like I've seen you in a while. And Just tell a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with Shower Power also.
0: Well, it's good to be with you today too, Marshall. Thank you for having us. Um, oh, sure. I have actually served on the uh, advisory board of the Salvation Army for over a decade, so I've kind of been in this space Just by default, you know, Salvation Army does amazing work, and uh, you know, they—it's just something that I've always been uh, drawn to. And and um, so when I found out that Teresa was actually doing this, the the story of how that came about is just continues to blow my mind. She had she, as she said, she had started getting a little traction, and someone uh, encouraged her to create a five hundred one c three, which is a great idea, and. In the process of having the truck built out and wrapped with cute little pink bubbles and uh, logos and stuff on it, she created a Facebook page. Well, so I'm scrolling through Facebook one day, and I stumble upon this, this rendering of this cute little truck with bubbles all over it, and it was called Shower Power. And I just immediately dove down into it to see, oh, my gosh, what is this? This is so interesting, having no idea that Teresa had anything to do with it. Teresa and I worked together 20-something years ago and have been friends ever since. So, um, So I'm looking at her Facebook page, and all of a sudden I see her name, and I realize that she's involved. And, Marshall, the minute I read her name on my iPad, my phone, which was sitting next to me on the sofa, started vibrating and i looked down and it was Teresa rankenberger oh
2: wow and
0: i and i had not talked to her in a long time i mean we've been in touch but you know it, it it was just the timing of it was just spellbinding and i've got I chill bumps yeah oh yeah oh i, I did not even <laughs> say it and and i answered the phone and i said hey bird i call her bird And I said, hey, Bird, what are you doing? She said, Marianne, I've done this thing. I've created this thing, and I need your help. And before she could even finish asking me, I said, I'm all in, because I already knew what she was talking about. And we've been together ever since.
1: Teresa, you you talked about meeting Benny. What what year was this? I mean, how long ago was this?
0: Let's see here.
2: Shower power, we've been up for a year, and then it took a year. So it's probably been um, three and a half years.
1: Have you have you been in touch with him since? How's he
2: doing? Oh yeah. Um I have. He's doing great. Um he's still at the gas station. Um and he uh they let him clean up a little bit there. I visit him. Um I usually stop by about once a week. I've gotten to where it's about every 2 weeks, but I stop by and um and see if he needs anything. I usually take him something to eat and if he has eaten, he'll tell me where somebody else is so I can go take it to them. Um, but he's doing great. Um, just as happy and he'll make your day just looking at him. He's a really happy person.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. you know, it's always fascinating because I remember when we lived in San Diego, there was a a man that lived across the street who had a, literally a Broadway worthy voice that would sing every night. And we, you know, I got to know him a little bit and, and kind of asking his story. And you always kind of wonder how do you end up in that situation? And Teresa, I know that you've, It says here that you almost ended up homeless as well, and you got to the point where you couldn't afford much. So this is something that's literally close to your heart.
2: It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, when I was growing up, um, my mom and dad divorced, and me and my mama had nowhere to go. So uh, we just went and lived with people that she didn't even really know. Um, She waited tables, and I know that one lady that we lived with that, I wish she was still alive today so I could tell her how much she impacted my life because she did. And, you know, at the time, I didn't realize what was happening. Thank goodness I didn't realize. But um, we stayed with that lady for probably three weeks, and then we just moved, and we kept staying with different people. And I feel like, you know, I've always said that God has had his hand on me since before birth, and there's a story behind that too. But he really he protected me. Um, it's it's amazing that I didn't uh, go in a different direction or that something bad didn't happen to me. We never stayed with men. It wasn't like that. But you know I, she, I got left. She had to go work and it was just me. And she would you know I'd go play at the she worked at LaFleur's and I'd go play up at the um at the pool you know up the hill and go to the bowling alley and just wander around while she was working. And um, so, yeah, I, we we never were homeless, but we were very close. And, you know, if we hadn't had those people, we would have either slept in her car or slept at a shelter.
1: So, so you, it makes sense for you to be one of the people that helps other people because you're, you're almost paying back, you know, the gratefulness. And, by the way, what an amazing role model your mom was.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you something. She truly was. I say it all the time. She did a, a very hard job very well. Um, yeah just I mean just to you know the way she kept it all together and just always seemed like everything was okay and it wasn't it wasn't yeah. okay
1: Mary Ann, you your operations manager tell us a little bit about that because I mean obviously I mean I know you you're you're probably one of the most can-do people I've ever come across so <laughs>
2: well, I need you. to say amen
1: yeah no <laughs> okay. no 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 she, she. she's pretty incredible I mean like I said I worked yeah. with her for a while and it was pretty yeah. amazing
0: she is well i I appreciate that we we laugh because um one of our friends has recently um dubbed us the glitter and the hammer, and obviously in <laughs> <from> the hammer <laughs> you know <laughs> teresa Teresa runs around and you know throws glitter and loves people and you know makes people feel you know better than they ever knew that they could feel and um but i'm you know, I'm running the business of the business, and and it has really become just that. And I'm so, I mean, that's just how I'm wired, and and I'm so grateful to, to have an opportunity to to use those talents really um, in such a in such an impactful way. But we have, um, Teresa purchased a building that has needed a lot of attention, and we have you know poured our time and energy into getting a building up and running to that we're using really as a command center. Um, you know there's just a, it was, this organization has really got a lot of moving parts right now and um we are just so thrilled to have the community of of supporters that we have and it's just when it comes down to it at at the end of the day it's just burden and me and we're we love every second of it
1: mm-hmm. teresa number 1 i i want to know where the um the nickname bird came from <laughs> just out of curiosity
2: well, my last my maiden last name is Bird, and they call me ah, Bird the
1: Word. It's easy enough, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, and I speak of myself like I'm not here. I'll say, and Bird the Word thinks that <laughs> she talks oh, about yeah. herself in third I'm person. Bird the ah. Word.
1: Teresa, Man, you you know what? The first day you guys opened the truck, I mean, it was not like there was anybody there. You you suddenly realized, well, oh, maybe we need to change our strategy a little bit.
2: Oh yeah, I was freaked out. It was like nobody showed up at my birthday party. <laughs> I, didn't know oh. we, I know i was really <laughs> that's the
1: like, worst yeah
2: it is i was like okay what is happening and uh one of our volunteers she went and drove around to find people and uh she found three and they they took their shower and they took um i know one guy took a 45 minute shower the girl took a 48 minute shower like we were timing them and we let them stay as long as they wanted Uh, The lady told me she washed her hair three times and dirt still came out. Um, Anyway, and then um, a few people were hearing about us, and they would, you know, the next Friday I think we had seven and then 12, I think, and then 22, and then I lost count. But as of this past Friday, we had close to 90. Oh, my goodness. I know.
1: So how how many total do you think you've given just ballparks that you've opened?
2: Oh Lord, Marianne! A couple of thousand.
1: That's incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a that line. is really
1: incredible. Yeah, because like I said, and,
0: and interestingly, uh, interestingly enough, a lot of the people that come there on Fridays, Marshall, aren't there to take showers. I mean, I, I bet at this point showers are so secondary to mm-hmm. to what we're actually doing, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But you know, of of the people that come, we've still given probably anywhere from two thousand to twenty five hundred showers.
1: Oh, wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. Well, it's time for us to take another quick break. So when we return, we'll continue our conversation with Teresa Rinkenberger and Mary Ann Kirby. So stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.
0: It's gonna feel real good Gonna make a difference Gonna make it right and As I turn up the- I'm born, I'll winter cold. The spring is a blow in my mind. I see the kids in the street, but not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind? Log on to our website at MPBOnline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Today we're talking with two outstanding Mississippi women who've turned showers into power. CEO and founder of Shower Power, Mississippi, Teresa Rinkenberger, and operations manager, Marianne Kirby. We'll join just half a second. I want to say the song that we went out of the last segment on was Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. One of my favorites. I love that song. I love the message of that song. But it was written by Natchez, Mississippi's own... Glenn Ballard, who is a record producer out in L.A., also produced uh, Little Jagged Pill from Alanis Morissette. So, anyway, just a little Mississippi trivia there. Okay, so, Teresa, um, Marianne, y'all mentioned that y'all purchased a building. You did this in March 2020, so you've had the building for a year. You did it right as the pandemic started. Um, how how's the, Tell us a little bit about the building where you obviously parked the mobile shower and the truck and everything, but... Why did you need to do it? And two, how has the pandemic affected what you're doing?
0: Well, I'll, I'll start with that. Um, okay. Teresa purchased the building. Um, you know, initially when we started, our goal was to take the truck. I mean, it is a, you know, it's mobile, or those the intentions were for it to be mobile. We were going to take the truck around to different locations. Maybe we would take it to South Jackson. Maybe we would take it to West Jackson. But it became quickly evident that um, – it was to our advantage and to the advantage of the guests that we serve that we stay stationary and that okay. they know where we're going to be and when we're going to be there. And that is why um, I think that we've, we've grown the way that we have because we're always there. Um, honestly, you know, we had hoped to have more people that would be interested in having the truck. Uh, well, God, God worked it out. I'll put it that way. Um, we ended up just instead of finding partners that were interested in having the truck come to them, the guy that uh, owned the body shop next door, Kevin Poe, who actually was the one that built the truck out and and from whom Teresa purchased it, uh, he allowed us to park in front of his building, which was very gracious on on his part. Uh, Because he had a vested interest in in wanting to see things succeed, because that truck had become his baby, too.
2: Um,
0: But as our crowd started to grow um that became a bit of a distraction for kevin's business and because Teresa is a realtor uh she was able to find out that the building directly next door to kevin was for sale and she bought it and it has the truck has never moved since it literally they put it in reverse and backed it up from kevin's building about um you know, 100 feet to our new building, and it's never moved since. Uh, I'm not even sure that it'll crank at this point, which is fine. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) But, but yes, she she bought the building, and since purchasing it, uh, we have turned it into, like I said, our our command center. We have uh, food pantry and clothing closet and you know, storage and a space inside for when it's too cold or rainy to sit outside. So it's become a very, very important part of our ministry.
1: What other ideas do you have in store for the building? Because I'm sure you're you're always planning and changing.
0: Sure. Well, you know, it's, it's our goal right now just to get it in good shape. We got a new roof. Uh, which was Delone, uh, donated by Malone Roofing, which was a, a huge blessing. Wonderful, yeah. Yes, we got all new um, LED lighting on the inside, which was donated from Judy Watson's uh, electric company, which we appreciate her so much. Um, we've had shelves built. Um, we've, you know, we've had our, our bathrooms updated—not upgraded, but updated <laughs> a little bit. We're still, we're still in the process of working on that. Um, you know, but, but I'd like to paint the interior. I'd like to get new flooring, um, you know, just really get it super functional so that it can become a, a not only a command center for us but an opportunity center for the people that we serve.
1: Uh, you talk about serving them as they come in. What are some of the other um, services that you provide besides a really nice shower?
0: Well, we feed them. We feed them every Friday. We have, Do you? Um, yep, we, yep, we have community partners that – come in and provide food we've had everything from you know boxed lunches to you know a a meat and three vegetables served buffet style um and I, i i don't know of maybe but five fridays in the entire year and four months that three months that we've been in operation that we have not had a lunch sponsor uh but we feed them we provide clothing items for them we have hygiene items um you know, and, and really more than anything, it's just about fellowship. They have a choice. They can. There, there are a lot of places that they can go on a Friday that do the exact same thing that we do. But we are really proud to say that we do what we do differently than anyone else.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about that just the fellowship because I mean, I would think that being obviously being homeless is a very solitary and a very lonely thing and and sometimes mental illness is involved, but just the fact that they can get and be able to have that therapy of being able to sit down and and meet each other and talk to each other has mm-hmm. to be a real real plus for them also
0: sure and mm-hmm. i mean and teresa Teresa's so good about this, you know she'll she she finds things out about people that the rest of us don't find out because she's glitter. Uh, she's like a fairy, a little glitter fairy. I mean, she she pulls things out of people because they trust her so immediately that she'll find out when their birthday is, and the next thing you know, she shows up with the birthday cake. We'll have a birthday party for this person that has probably not had a birthday cake in 40 years. And we'll 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 sing happy birthday and, and have a birthday party for them. We do it all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I say, you know, I'll say making somebody feel special has a positive effect on them, but it also has a positive effect on you. Um, And, you know, we don't do this selfishly to get to feel good at all. But when you do nice things and you see the reaction, um, it has to reflect back on you. And, you know, I tell a lot of people this, you know, I feel like truly, that the day I was talking to Benny that the Holy Spirit spoke into my heart and said to do this and there are needs all around us and I am so thankful that I listened that day. Because if God. it hadn't I would have I would have missed it and it would I would have missed my blessing. Because this has blessed Marianne and I both in such a way that I cannot describe. And it's it's not a job, it's a service and it's in our heart. And we are so thankful that it's in our hearts to serve others and to love people, and just the, to care the way we do. And you know, Fridays is like it's to me. It's a it's a big party every Friday. It's the day that we can show the the people that we serve, our friends, that they matter. They're worthy. We love you. They can trust us. We you know we pray together. Like Mary said, we fellowship. We have music. We'll have some different music. We'll have some. Country and one side R and B on the other, and some full blown rock and roll. We that sometimes they line dance out there. <laughs> um, it is just a big party, um, and and they know that that we care. I, a lot of them that have phones and that don't, they'll go and use a phone uh, at, at like another organization and call me, and just to say, hey, how are you? I just want to say thank you for you know whatever. Um, they're they're very thankful people, and you know a lot of times I think when people hear homeless, their mind goes directly to one place, and it's uh, drug addict. that's You know, you think but, you know because I've had a lot of people say to me, "Oh, are they are they all drug addicts?" And I and they're not. But if they are, that's a, it's it's okay. But it's not okay. But it's okay. Why are they a drug addict? I don't know. Maybe it's something that's happened in their life, but they're human. They don't want to. Nobody wakes up and says, "I want to be a drug addict." Nobody wakes up and says, "I think I'll just go be homeless today. That sounds fun." You know, it's um, it they're special to us, and we've made a lot of very very good friends that um, I call some of my best friends. I I say some of my best friends live on the streets of downtown Jackson, and I and I hate that. And we would love um nothing more than to change that in end homelessness, although we can 't
1: well it but sounds we, like we a, would
2: sure
0: love to.
1: yeah, I mean, it sounds like that y'all are both did you serve more than just a shower or food or a little chance of fellowship. It sounds like you 're just serving out humanity every single day to some folks that probably haven 't had it in a long time and let me talk about that. I was just saying that I was just thinking I remember reading the homeless po- population in Jackson was somewhere between eight and nine hundred people i mean. That obviously breaks your heart, and and you know you're providing a service to be able to help them. Help them. What do you think is the long term solution to be able to give them, you know, back their their dignity and get them back on their feet?
0: Well, I for one, I think the I think that the city of Jackson is going to have to get more involved than they are, mm-hmm. uh, and that's for a whole other show, Marshall Ramsey. Mm-hmm. But I think <laughs> yeah. I think they they're going to have to step up. You know homelessness homelessness is not going away and the the pandemic didn't do any favors for that community you no. know low-paying jobs were the first to go and the last to come back all of a sudden you've got people you know i i, I saw um uh, an organization doing a food drive over by the over at the planetarium on saturday there were people wrapped there were cars wrapped all around the city of jackson and they were nice cars they weren't you know beaters with uh, you know their their bumpers duct tape to the to the car. These were car these were nice cars and they were suffering from food insecurity, probably for yes. the first time in their lives. And when they when you get to that point, you can quickly become homeless. It and it will happen in a flash. You are mm-hmm. so many people are one failed rent payment away from not having shelter. Gosh.
1: Gosh, I know that's and the biggest not, part of anybody's not, budget. Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. and you know, and there are not enough places. Um, there are not enough places for those people. So you know, I, as, as far as what the answer is, I don't know, but I can promise you, it's going to have to be a, a unilateral uh, uh, attempt at, at finding a solution for it that involves the city.
1: I, I noticed uh, during the cold snap, which was absolutely brutal on everybody, but nevertheless on people that do not have proper shelter that y'all stepped up and you got donors and you were able to help get shelter for, I think, several hotel rooms. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Well, um, you know, we were leaving shower power that Friday and um, we passed this bus stop in front of the university hospital. And I noticed one of our people were sitting there and she was freezing and it, it was so cold and, um, I just couldn't get her out of my mind, and I called Marianne the next morning, and I said, "Look, we got to do something." I'm sure Marianne, with her, I'm gonna call her the Girl Scout. She called me a Girl Scout yesterday. I, she's the Girl <laughs> Scout. She got on Facebook and created a little write up that we, you know, were going to go out and and get hotel rooms for these people that um, were unhoused during the cold snap and i mean i bet before we hung up we probably had 10 rooms enough money for 10 rooms already because of her uniqueness and her writing skill but um you know we we talked about it that morning we just couldn't stand the thought of our people freezing outside so um she got it on facebook we were going to find a way to do it regardless if we raised the money but thank the Lord, we raised enough money to house all these people for all these days. And I'll let Marianne tell you more about it, but, um, it was, it was an amazing adventure. And, um, I wouldn't trade that time as hard as it was on all of us. I wouldn't trade it for anything because it, it surely, it, every experience, it's like all the time, even though we do this weekly and sometimes really daily, I get humbled at least every couple of days. Of something that I'm just sitting there going. I just It's very humbling.
1: Let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back to this, because I really do want to to, to yeah. hear a little bit more, especially from Marianne, too. Okay. It's time for a final break, and when we return, we're going to wrap up our conversation with Teresa Rinkenberger and Marianne Kirby. It's been a great show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.
2: Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center and host of Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking. Join us as we explore issues that relate to you and your family, from mental health obstacles and family interactions to handling life's disruptions. Whatever the issue, let's try to figure it out together. You can listen live to at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, Mississippi Today. Today we've had a great show. We've had the pleasure of sitting down with founder of and CEO Shower Power, Mississippi, Teresa Rinkenberger, and Marianne Kirby. I tell you what, uh, you two, basically you could solve all the problems in Mississippi. We're just going to make you (laughs) governor and lieutenant governor. Y'all can switch back and forth on that. Um, We were talking a little bit about the cold snap, and, of course, obviously, you know, it. You know, Marianne, of course, I do know you're a great writer and I, and I saw the post and, and, you know, everybody just stepped up and said, no, here, here's some money because I'm fortunate I have a roof over my head. And you were able to basically provide homes for a, a lot of people. And, um, that's incredibly powerful that you were able to do that. Uh, and I know it was incredibly satisfying too. Tell us a little bit about it. I mean, obviously, um, did you find a hotel that was willing or, I mean, where did you end up putting them, putting them at?
0: Well, so uh, you know, so Teresa had seen our friend in the in the bus stop in front of UMC, and she was you know so cold. And Teresa called the next morning and said, "What can we do?" And so we made the post, and our goal was to put fifty people up if we could just raise enough money. And and if you'll remember that cold snap, it was I mean it was below freezing for like eight nights A week? straight yeah and then and then the night that it finally got above freezing, it was above freezing for a night or two, but then it plummeted again, so we started money like Teresa said, money just started pouring in I mean by the time she and I hung up and we had made that Facebook post, we had already raised enough money within the first you know thirty seconds to 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 put seven or eight people up. Our goal was fifty. We ended up housing 137 people.
1: Oh, good grief! That's wonderful.
0: For yeah. as, as many as 11 nights each, we sold out downtown Jackson's local ho- hotel. Um, local hotels. We we used we used I think a total of eight hotels, um, three of which were in the downtown area and then some outlying areas people uh, needing help. And Teresa, you know, I call her the Girl Scout of her of her cell phone. I mean, she she's putting she's placing people over the phone um, where they are. She's able to help them where they are, um, you know, from 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 her remote location. So 137 people later. And ironically, the very next Friday that we were able to open for shower power was the single largest day that we have had Mm -hmm. to date oh wow
1: that's great that's great
0: all our new friends and we were just we were thrilled to see them
1: oh because i mean it yeah it could we could have you could have lost some of them during that cold snap so i mean Mm -hmm. it's just so cold so cold marianne tell us a little bit i mean i know y'all wanted to talk about project hope a little bit and and teresa y'all can mention about it i mean we've got about oh about four minutes left so we can talk tell us a little bit about it
0: project hope is with um, of the people that we meet you know some of them are you know are, are perfectly fine with living on the street a lot of them choose to live on the street and and we respect that and try to help their their stay be as as comfortable as, as it can be but some of them can do better they don't have the, the the mental illness issues that a lot of homeless people do so they're capable they're just not able at the time to, to, to find sustainable housing. Maybe, maybe they're job insecure or you know maybe they don't have reliable transportation or whatever. I mean, there's a myriad of things that can keep them from, from having a, a place to live. Uh, Teresa and I came up with a program where we would identify someone that could live well on their own, both safely and uh, responsibly, and we go and find a sponsor for that person, and we get their rent sponsored for a year. And we currently oh, wow. have 10 people in the program. And I'll let Teresa you know, speak to that a little bit more, but that has been pure life change for mm-hmm. these people. We've got people in there that have lived in the woods, lived on the mm-hmm. street, um, you know, bounced from sofas and floors, and she can talk more about that, but it's, it's been life-changing.
1: Oh, yeah, and throw in the Medgar project, too, because I don't want to forget that also.
0: So. Well, and Medgar, Medgar was somebody that we thought was homeless because he came every Friday to Shower Power, and he was special. Big voice, big personality, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, we just assumed that he was homeless, but it turns out he wasn't. His, he has a home. It, it is his home in his name with taxes paid on it, but it was completely uninhabitable. It was a hoarding situation left behind by his um, deceased mother and brother who had lived there previously. And so, you know, Teresa, who, you know, wakes up thinking, what can I go and save today, says, we're about to go and clean that man's house out. And so we cleaned it out and built it back up from the ground up. He lives in that house now, and it is is the prettiest thing you've ever seen hmm oh that's wonderful
1: that is so wonderful hey how can people get involved and they help y'all out
2: well you know there's there's several ways um if they wanted to be involved in project hope um they can uh reach out to us on our website or, or my, my phone number's on there they could call us project hope is um it's a sponsorship and it's seventy two hundred dollars for the year and that pays rent for a whole year and it buys their groceries we take them grocery shopping as well once a week sometimes twice um but go to our website. Um, it um, you can reach out and email. You shut our Facebook Facebook page is probably the best way. Also, or give us a phone call. Um, there are so many ways to help. I mean, we have a food pantry where we accept pop type items. Um, we need desperate need of um, men's pants in size 32 waist up to about a 36 waist. We we run out of those so fast. Um, but, yeah, um, that's a way that
1: they can help. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank and, and thank you for the big difference you're making in Mississippi. It's been oh, a joy today. You. Yeah. Thank
2: you, I'm Marshall.
1: i enjoyed it. I appreciate it. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us today. And thank our guest, founder of Shower Power, Mississippi, Teresa Rinkenberger, and operations manager, Marian Kern, for sharing their story with us. If you'd like to hear the show again or any past episodes, you can listen to the podcast at mpbonline.org. Now You're Talking is produced by Michelle McAdoo, so stay tuned. Coming up next is Southern Remedy, Healthy and Fit with Josie Bidwell. And join us next week at 10 a.m. for more great conversations on Now You're Talking, only on MPB Think Radio.